This is Alex Martin, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. What's up, guys? It's Alex Gray, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Thanksgiving to everybody that's listening this week. We are back again with another episode of the Moto X Pod Show. Episode 142 tonight. Brought to you by our title sponsor, Torque One Racing, Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamics, Bud Lubricants, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing, Works Wheels and Mods, Extreme Colors, Williams Moto Works, Acherby's, and X Brand Goggles. For all our sponsor info, just go to MotoXPodShow.com, click on the sponsor links, support our sponsors. Thank them for supporting us. Follow them on Instagram, Twitter, all the social media pages. Um, yeah, man, so you guys know that I uh, had a pretty big injury a week ago. So if you guys hear me taking uh, a little pause, deep breath, I'm just trying to suck some air into these lungs that are still healing. And my ribs are getting a little better, but, you know, is what it is. <clears throat> Good show tonight, though, man. Really excited to talk to Jordan Smith, who has moved over to Pro Circuit. I'm going to talk to him about his uh, his experience on that bike so far and his hopes for 2020. And we're going to also talk to Justin Kopkak. I hope I'm saying that right. Once I talk to him, I'll make sure that's the proper pronunciation of his name. But he is with Team K&R Racing, and they are stepping up this year to help with transporting a lot of the privateer bikes. As you guys heard last week, TPJ is, you know, they're, they're, they're slowing things down a little bit, going to kind of compact their, their program. And Team K&R is going to step up and try to help out where – Maybe TPJ is, uh, you know, maybe not able to help so many guys. The other, this other team's going to step in and help some of these guys out. So we're going to talk to them about that. Um, but other than that, not a lot to say in this opening, just because, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm in a little bit of pain here. So stay with us. We'll get into the first guest, and uh, appreciate you guys listening. Have a good Thanksgiving. What's up, guys? This is the 7 Juice Trade out of Intercom. I'm here to tell you about... Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeeUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Moto X Pajo Senya. Hey, Dad. Great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal, but thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand Goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey guys, this is Gary Sutherland. 
2017 works in Heron Heron Champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand Goggle. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand Goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm, and for almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand Goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series Goggles. Go to EKSBrand.com or email DarksideMX3 at AOL.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then you. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, wait what, what was that? It's the Supercross guy voice. No, no, it's not. It sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, builds performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs, higher rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like, if you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at camdesigner or you can even email them at williamsmotoworks that's williamsmoto and then w-e-r-x at gmail.com Okay, that's better. Not good, but better. All right. What's up guys? If you need power, then you need Williams Moto Works. If you want a complete power package from cams, Reporting transmission to ECU, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199. Let them know the Moto X Pod Show sent you. Tonight, Williams Moto Works brings us Pro Circuits, Jordan Smith. What's up, Jordan? Uh, not much. What's up with you? Just uh, hanging out. Really excited to talk to you, man. The season is right around the corner. You are on a new team. Uh, exciting for 2020. Man, just how you feeling so far with this Pro Circuit team? Yeah, uh, everything's been going good. I've uh, spent a lot of the time so far just still healing up from my wrist injury and, right. and stuff that I had uh, in the season last year, and, and that took a lot longer than expected and a lot longer than we wanted to. Um, trying to get that thing that thing right, and uh, it's finally good now. I've been back on the bike for a couple of weeks and actually just started riding Supercross the last couple of days. So, uh uh, it's good to get back on the Supercross track and get some time on the bike and time with the team and all that good stuff. Yeah, I'm going to ask you about the bike here in a minute, but let's let's talk about a couple things. So you hurt the wrist, I think, originally at Dallas last year, and then you tried doing some riding, and it just got worse. Um, actually, one of our listeners asked, and this is, I think, based off one of your interviews you did, uh, said that you had done an MRI, and it didn't really confirm anything. Um, now that you're back on the bike, he wants to know, if it's if you think it's a hundred percent resolved, and if if there's more rehab still going on, yeah, I mean, there's kind. Of, I'm just trying to you know like keep it loose mm-hmm. um, every day and and doing the stretching and stuff like that sort of rehab stuff, and and now I'm finally able to start uh, kind of like lifting and that kind of stuff in the gym, which is good, and, and being back on the bike and just kind of building up those muscles and stuff around my wrist because. You know, since from, I guess, about February to October, um, I was not able to do any of that stuff in the gym or, or really do anything extensive with my wrist. So I lost a lot of strength in it and all that stuff. And uh, But, but no, it's, it's, um, I would say it's close to 100% now. It's, it's not quite 100%. 
Uh, it still bothers me a little bit, but um, but as far as like rotting and that kind of stuff goes, like it it really hasn't bothered me at all yet. So um, Good. I think we're just being smart with it and keeping it keeping it you know keeping up along the therapy and stuff every day and, and making sure i take care of it um everything should be good now yeah um i would imagine you know trying to ride last year and then it getting worse and going to the doctor and not really having answers right away that had to be kind of a torture almost mentally just to be like I, you know you want to get back out there you're watching everybody still competing uh you know you started off the season with a what i think a second you went two four two if i'm not mistaken um, yep. you know, started off really strong. Uh, I bet it, it just had to be kind of mentally frustrating there towards midseason. Yeah, it, it definitely was. I mean, going into Supercross last year, I felt uh, as good as I have um, going into the season, and I felt very confident, really strong, um, feeling good on the bike, and and uh, you know, we were making some some changes still with the bike and and getting everything where we wanted it, and I felt good uh, those first couple rounds. And then uh, just that, that crash at Dallas, it wasn't even really that bad of a crash, but just kind of the way I came off the bike and twisted my wrist. And then it was just like from that that moment on until, you know, almost now, it's like just everything that I do is just like involving my wrist. You yeah. Know, just trying to, to get it better or not do too much with it or this or that. And it's just been really frustrating because, um, it, it took a really long time to actually figure out like a fix for the wrist and what was going to get it better. And even at that point it was like, let's hope it gets, let's do this and hope (laughs) it gets better, you know? So, but, um, luckily that one did fix it. So, but it's, you know, it's just, it's definitely one of the most frustrating injuries I've ever had because, you know, you have, I've had some, some bad injuries i broke my femur tore my acl but with all that stuff it's like okay you break your femur get surgery on it get a rod put in it you're going to be out for three four months do the rehab but you know that you're going to be good you know after that you know yeah yeah and you know what to do to get better where with my wrist it was like i one doctor tells me to do this another doctor tells me to do that and it's like really it was really hard to know what to do like and hard to have confidence in what I was doing for my wrist because you know one person might say to to not do anything with it and just let it heal another person might have been telling me to to stretch it as much as possible <laughs> right, right. break up the scar tissue you know so yeah. it's just like completely different sides of of trying to get it fixed and it's like hard to have confidence whenever it's like that too yeah and I, I remember a while back I don't recently I guess I read an article in Racer X and I think Mathis did it with you and you were talking about a lot of that stuff and, and what they went in and did with the surgeries and having some tendonitis or issues that were like tendonitis and some numbness. And, um, in September I had some issues. I woke up with a, just like a pin, what felt like a pinched nerve and it started causing what the doctor said was tendonitis. Uh, my left hand still, I mean, like three months later is goes numb all the time or it tingles. And yeah, it's very frustrating because nobody really seems to be able to give you any answers. Could be muscles. It yep. could be, could be nerves. I've been going to a uh, well chiropractor and acupuncture, and yeah, I, I can you know at your level at a professional level, you're thinking about your career and you got to get back on the bike. Yeah. And you know, like with me, it's like, well, it's not that big of a deal if I don't go ride. So I yeah, I can't even imagine what you're going through. Um, but you decide, you know, you're getting this thing handled. You decide to switch teams. It's time, to, you know, as you've said, sometimes it's just t- time to get a fresh start. Um, 
So where are you mentally right now? You know the injury still not 100%, you said, but it's getting better. Uh, you're on a new bike that I think you seem to like so far. Where are you mentally? Are you, uh, you 100% mentally prepared for 2020? Yeah, I am. I mean, I feel good, and, and my body feels good now, um, yeah. which is obviously a good thing. And, um, and yeah, just like I said, I've just got, got back onto Supercross and uh, just trying to take it easy right now. And, you know, even though the the season is so close, I can't afford a, you know, setback or something right now. So sure. uh, just trying to take it easy and, and just get the seat time on the bike. You know, it's not like uh, I've lost – I've lost how to go fast i still know how to go fast it's just getting seat time on the bike getting comfortable and 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 getting that base built up you know i mean that's the base is what we normally build in in october and november and and now you know it's just starting to get built here almost the beginning of december so yeah um it's definitely you know it's like a fine line of, of trying to to get everything where we want before the start of the season but also you know, not overdo it to where we have a setback or something. So, um, yeah. but I feel good. And, and, uh, I mean, I think that, you know, with the bike, I like it a lot. And with everything that in my program this year and the people I have surrounded me that I think it's going to be a good year. Um, just have to, you know, like I said, just keep building that base and, and stay healthy and we'll be good to go. Have they announced, uh, what coast you'll be riding yet? No, no, I have not even heard okay. anything about that. So yeah, uh, they like to keep yeah. that secret for some reason. So yeah, um, yep, for sure. Well, how about this? So I, I believe we talked to you right before Supercross last year. One of the things I brought up, as I recall, was that you you don't really get given the credit probably you deserve. You, you're not really mentioned all the time in the you know who's going to win the championship type thing. You know, like you kind of don't necessarily get the respect, I think. You know, you, you almost won the championship, uh, I think it was two years ago. Things were very close. Yep. Um, you know, like I said, it started out with a second, a fourth, a second. I mean, you easily are a guy that's podium almost every week, uh, as long as there's no injuries. Why do you think you get overlooked? Uh, I'm, I'm not really sure, to be honest with you. I think that uh, – I, I do think, though, that over the past um, few years that I've gotten – more respect uh as far as that stuff goes you know i've put myself in those positions um a lot more over the past two years and uh been on the podium won some races and and that kind of stuff um but i I don't know if it's that maybe i just wasn't um you know a big name amateur and and i was always also racing against um ac and (laughs) cooper growing up you know so that was they were like the guys and i i really I mean, I wasn't even, you know, in their ballpark for a long time as an amateur until uh, I moved down to MTF and, and started getting better there. And even then, it took me a few years before, you know, I could even consider myself, you know, good enough to be able to battle with them at the amateur races. So, yeah, uh, I think that that could be it. And, and uh, I mean, also coming into my, my professional career, I didn't really do that well my first two years you know uh, I struggled a lot and had some injuries and stuff and it was it was tough for me to start out so uh, but I think I've built a pretty good name for myself the last few years and uh, hopefully just keep adding to the collection absolutely <clears throat> you mentioned MTF uh, you were at TLD KTM and a lot of those guys trace with train with Alden and you know there's a lot of hype around Alden because of the championships that his his riders have won 
but you you st- decided to stay stick with MTF. That's where you're comfortable. Um, what is it about MTF that you like and enjoy so much? Yeah, I mean the I mean the biggest thing is the tracks there. Um, just especially compared to to California and stuff, the tracks are so good. Uh, Brad does a really good job prepping the tracks and and keeping them good. And especially you know Supercross is probably one of the more realistic supercrosses than um I've rode as far as you know, you you come out to the tracks in Cali and they're usually hard packed and dry yeah. and you know, most of the races are not hard packed and dry. They're usually, you know, get rutted and stuff and that's one good thing about MTF that are soft, that Georgia clay is good and gets rutted and is realistic, so that's good. Um and then, you know, I I did go down to, to Alden for uh, about a month and a half last year, uh, the team made me go down there, and I was training with Tyler in the gym and stuff. Yeah. Um, and but chose to just go back to NTF this year and and do that stuff. And you know, it's where I grew up. I've been there since I was 11 years old, and uh, so I have a really good relationship with all the people down there. I have a house there now uh, with some land, and you know, it's just where. It's comfort. You know, I, I like to be, yeah, it's comfortable. And, and like I said, the tracks are really good and, and uh, they work with me very well. You know, yeah. may, like if I need, if I feel like there's something I need to work on as far as um, in Supercross, you know, like say there's an obstacle I'm struggling with, like a certain set of loops or, you know, if a starter loop is a certain way or this or that, then, you know, I'll go back and ask Brad and, and Big B to, to build me that and they oh, will cool. build me whatever, you know. So so it's good with, with that and, and all that stuff. And like I said, Brad and Big B do a really good job on the tracks and uh, always ride no matter how much rain or whatever the weather is. So right. it's good. I like it. Yeah, that's good. I think, uh, you know, a lot of riders need that comfort um, of, you know, not being put out of their, their comfort zone, right? You know, and then some riders need, like Cooper Webb, I think, really benefited from being put out of his comfort zone and getting pushed by Alden. So it really depends on the individual, but I think you probably know what's best for yourself. And obviously, if it doesn't work out, I'm sure Mitch will uh, probably probably have something to say about that at some point. Mitch is pretty well known for that. But I think I don't think there's going to be any uh, slacking from your part this year. I really... As long as you stay healthy, I believe 100% you're going to be one of those guys, like I said, podium every week. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's that's always the goal. And, um, yeah, we're always putting in a lot of hard work down at NCF, so that's one yeah. thing that uh, they don't let you do is slack off. So that's uh, <laughs> good. Good. So, so you haven't been involved with PC for a, too long yet, but um, who's your mechanic this year? Uh, Brandon is. Okay, uh, yeah, Brandon's fantastic. Yeah, Zimmerman. Yeah. Fantastic yep. guy. That's yeah. You, you can't go wrong with Brandon. Obviously, uh, you know he was probably about ninety eight percent of AC success. I believe Brandon's an f- awesome dude. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, good, good. Um, somebody else I want to mention. One of my favorite people in the pits. I'm not going to put her as my favorite, but maybe right top two is uh, Vanessa O'Brien. Uh, ha- have you had much interaction with Vanessa yet? Uh, not very much. Uh, just a little bit with some you know media stuff. And- yeah. Uh, getting, I'm sure I'll have more next week. We have a lot of media days and stuff next week with, uh, failed stuff and photo shoots and all that stuff. So, uh, I haven't got too much interaction with her, but just talked to her a few times. Well, I think you'll, you'll like her quite a bit. She's pretty funny and, uh, a lot, a lot of fun to hang out with. And she really, really cares about you guys as a team and the riders. So that's going to be a good thing for you. Um, 
Now, you mentioned you haven't been on the bike very long, but uh, what so far do you like about the bike? I don't want to badmouth anything in the past. I just want to know what you like, you know, so far on the the Kawi. Yeah, I mean, uh, my initial impressions of it just really like the way it handles. Um, it uh, feel like suits my riding style pretty good. Uh, it's obviously pretty fast. Uh, they get good starts and and stuff. So, uh, like I said, I haven't really had too much time on it, yeah. and really haven't got like haven't delved into testing or anything like that yet. But uh, I'm excited to get going on that and and getting everything dialed in and, and really how I want it for the season. Awesome. Yeah, we'll we'll have to check back with you towards mid-season and see, you know, how that th- yep. how that's going to get a different answer, but um I guess my last question is, you know, you had a really good relationship it seemed like anyway with TLD and Tyler Keefe, so I can't imagine it was an easy decision to leave there, but like you said, sometimes you you need uh, a change. Um how long how hard of a decision was that for you? Yeah, it was uh a very very hard decision. I mean, I spent a long time just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, every just every day, it seemed like all the all day every day was <laughs> thinking about that decision and what I wanted to do and going back and forth and stuff. And like you said, I had a really good relationship with TK and Troy both, and you know, really everyone at TLD they were awesome and uh, and had a good relationship. We had a good time at the races and stuff. And, and uh, they always support me. So that was a tough decision. But like you said, it's, sometimes you just need that change. And, yeah. Um, that's where I kind of, um, I saw myself. I'm like, you know, I feel like this is where I need to be. And this is what I, I need to do to, to take myself to that next step. You know, so, um, you know, that's just a decision you got to make. And they're very tough decisions. So whenever it comes to that, especially because you become a family, whenever you become, get on one of these teams, yeah. you know, everyone's you know, working together and, and everything. So it's, uh, it's, it's really tough to, to make that decision, but at the end of the day, it's, it's a business and you have to put the friendships and relationships aside. Yeah. It's too small of an industry to, to not, you know, like you said, it's a family, it becomes a family and you probably were even really good friends. I'm assuming with people on other teams already. So as long as you're just not a, a basically a dick and don't burn bridges, I think the the, <laughs> yeah. the the team managers and stuff understand that you know hell you you may be back at KTM you know five years from now who knows but um yep. well Jordan man I, I really appreciate you taking some time for us tonight and I I look forward to seeing what 2020 holds for you um you know if if you're at A1 I should see you there and if not I'll see you uh, whatever round I make that you're at but really appreciate you and we'll we'll get back with you mid season see how it's going awesome always a good time on here and. Uh... Thanks for thanks for having me on. I'll see you later. Okay, Jordan. Thanks, bud. Yep. Talk see to you later. Bye. Right, Jordan Smith. Yeah. Um, man, I just can't wait, dude. Supercross, right? What is it? Five weeks, something like that. I don't even know. I'd have to count. But uh, my flights are booked for a one. I'm ready. Hopefully, some of you guys will be there. Looking forward to it. Uh, okay, we're gonna take a commercial break and be right back. Hey, Kylie, does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses Shock Socks, the original and number one 10-second removable fork sill protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork sills. So, if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork sills, get Shock Socks. Go to ShockSocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too. 
What's up, Moto X Pod listeners? This is Darkside, and as motocross racers, one of our top priorities is safety. That's why All Sport Dynamics wrist braces are one of my favorite products. All Sport Dynamics sees themselves as the Picasso of safety braces. Their passion for design and developing beautiful braces never stops. They've had the privilege to work with some of the largest names in the sports industry and have established a reputation for always bringing innovation to the table with every brace. For the pro chasing the championship or the six-year-old whose mom wants to avoid a broken bone, please try All Sport Dynamic Wrist Braces. Go to motocrosswristbrace.com or check out Instagram at wristbraceguy or call 936-569-1003 and ask for Jeff Brewer or Gary White. And keep in mind, these are the wrist braces that Justin Bogle, Joey Savacci, Weston Pike, Adam Cianciarello, Matt Gerke, and Brock Tickle wear in their pro careers. Check them out, all sports dynamic braces. Powerband Racing is a suspension company dedicated to providing best service and products. They are committed to developing new products and improve your ride. They want your suspension to be the best it can be. They're based out of Minneapolis, and they're a WP authorized service center and trusted by Ryan Sipes. Many bikes to big bikes, they cover them all. Powerband Racing has your suspension covered. Contact them at 320-983-3400 and follow them on Facebook or Instagram. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. With research and development, they have become a leader in safety and comfort. Fly Racing is worn by many of the top athletes in motocross and supercross, including Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, Andrew Short, Damon Bradshaw, and Adam and Tyler Antonap. I wear fly shoes, wear fly shoes. 2019 Fly Racing line includes the popular Light Hydrogen, the new Evolution DST line, the all-new Women's Light line, a redesigned F2 helmet, the FR5 boot, and Zone and Zone Pro goggles. Fly Racing also has hard parts for mountain bike products and snow gear. Go to flyracing.com or check out your local dealer for more info. If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy Lock-On Grips today. Blood Lubricant Signature Products Blood Power Sport Series, Blood Racing Pro Series, and Blood Racing Pro Elite Series were all created to bring out the highest level of performance and protection for all types of racing. From dirt track to off-road, motocross, supercross, and drag racing, bloodlubricants.com has what you need. Along with their oil lines, Blood Lubricants provides chain loop, degreaser, polyclean, and other top-notch products. Independent tests have shown Blood Lubricant oils to allow your bikes to run up to 30 degrees cooler. Give Jeff Green and Blood Lubricants a try and you won't be disappointed. Blood Lubricant sponsors of Tyler Powers, Team PRMX, Team TXS, and many other pro supercross and motocross riders. Visit bloodlubricants.com today. All right, guys, Blood Lubricant Oil Lines was created to bring out the highest level of performance and protection for all types of racing. Blood Lubricants has three series of oil to fit your needs, as well as chain lube, degreaser, polyclean, and more. Whether you ride moto, race dirt track, or anything else, visit bloodlubricants.com for your oil needs today. Blood Lubricants brings us Mr. Justin Kopchak. He is with Team K&R Racing. What's up, Justin? 
Hey, how's it going, Dark Side? It's going good, man. Really excited to talk to you. Um, you guys, you reached out uh, to our my producer first, I believe, TJ, and we're going to get into the Team K&R thing. But I want to get a little bit of your history, man. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, where the the bug for motocross came from and, you know, just how you got into it. Yeah, so, I mean, I, uh, I, I, I obviously raced my whole life. Uh, I, uh, I started a little late, uh, and I went through the ranks like anybody else. It was kind of special. Um, I, I got my Supercross license. I got my outdoor license. I did a few rounds here and there. Um, this was probably um, about five or six years ago. Uh, maybe a little longer. Probably 2000. Yeah, maybe 2010 was probably my last one. Okay. Uh, and I did a little Supercrossing, and then through that, um, you know, I'm Texas-based. I live in Houston. Um, so kind of met a whole bunch of people, and through that, I kind of networked, and uh, uh, I, I kind of just kind of had my, my insights uh really in the industry so i started training some guys um started a, a kind of little amateur team with some kind of texas native guys uh trained some guys like uh like neheiser and then lane shaw is probably my main one i still help out now okay so he's been on he's been on your show before so oh yeah he's down at uh, uh el chupacabra ranch right now getting some riding in with uh baggett Yes, sir. So I uh, just just got done doing his first week there, getting him settled in there, and then uh, we we're still heavily involved with Lane stuff. Oh, awesome! Uh, Love Lane. So I uh, I actually I actually got engaged there at at, at Blake's house, and uh, they were uh, they were pretty cool to let us do that. that kind I of, saw that. that. I saw that. that. Congratulations! Yeah. Yes, sir. That fits us. So it's um, it's been pretty good. So like I said, I've I've been kind of in the industry, kind of you know, just with my little connections, and that's kind of how I got linked up with. Um, Team K and R, which they kind of approached me to be kind of like a team manager. Okay. Um, and then kind of handle the more rider, you know, kind of the aspect of getting the rider side, not just the business or a team owner side, to kind of understand, hey, these riders, some riders don't need the same things, or you know, sometimes the certain products, you know, it's not always best to run this product if the rider doesn't like it, etc. Yeah. And I kind of had that. I kind of had that that uh, that side of the team, and he approached me with that, which the owner of the art team is uh, Mark Ripple at Defy Graphics. Okay. Uh, so he uh, he had a rig. He has a rig, and uh, he uh, approached me with that, and that's kind of how it all got started. Uh, this was it's been a year now, okay. know, almost a year now. We've been trying to get something going. Yeah, it takes a long time for something like this to be put together. Um, like you said, just finding sponsors, and I mean, all the the red tape. I'm sure has been a lot. It's been way more than I could ever imagine. <laughs> As being a writer, I was like, man, it's easy. Just, you know, these people are throwing money out left and right. <laughs> right. It's uh, it's not that easy, and uh, it's hard because I we had our certain writers we were talking to, and um, we had we had somebody at one point that was willing to put in X amount of dollars, and he passed, and it kind of it, it threw things for a little loop, um, but... We were already kind of deep. We've already been talking to all these sponsors, and and we said, hey, look, let's uh, let's make it work. Let's, let's just keep trying. And the worst we can say is, hey, we tried, guys. And yeah. That's it. We can bring it back. Well, let's talk about the sponsors for a second. I mean, we know the sport. Anybody that listens to the show knows the sport. When a team like JGR is struggling to get a major title sponsor, we know that it's not easy to get sponsors. So, how does somebody like yourself and a, a relatively new team go out? What do you what do you do to present these? these sponsors with a package that makes it where it looks worthwhile to them? Uh, not, not that I don't know if this is going on now, but at least coming from, from both sides of us, we kind of had 
with Mark being kind of more business side and me being writer, we kind of had different ideas of, hey, I think we can do this, I think we can do that. Mm-hmm. But I think our biggest thing was, for one, getting the right contracts with these major companies was hard, which was very difficult. We had to actually pay some marketing agencies and really get, I mean, go straight to the to the people that are going to make it, not go through info at, you know, Tide.com. Right, know, not, right. Not go to these, you know, these basic. Actually, that was the hardest part is to get the contacts to go direct because most of these major companies that if you look at NASCAR they're they're spending millions of dollars to be a title sponsor and the not obviously NASCAR is way bigger than us but when you look at the aspect they don't have the interaction that motorsports does especially Supercross you know when can you come up and shake hands with with the riders on an everyday basis and uh, every race you can do that with you know you can go hang out with Ken Roxon in the pits and then be close to him have autographs um, you can actually touch these products as well. Um, you can, you know, you can have displays and you can give giveaways. You know, at the NASCARs I've been to, you can't do that. Mm, but okay. that, that's been our thing is trying to, trying to get that across in a in a in a packet that you really can't sell yourself until they read it. Has been extremely difficult. Um, but uh, we 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 have had some luck, but it, it it's it's not it's not easy because you have to. Uh, you have to sell it past the pack. You have to make it look appealing for them to see it. And then at the same time, you have to, once you do get to talk to them, you have to really, really sell it pretty well and show your, your benefit. And I think, uh, as far as us, our, our little benefit is, uh, I've been on the rider side and I've been on the other side as well, helping people. When I was training kids or, or sponsoring kids, I was, uh, I got to see, you know, when you get a bur- a, a bridge gets burned, it kind of, uh, it stings a little bit when it's personal. Oh yeah. So I, I would assume it's the same way with a sponsor. Um, so we've kind of tried projecting that a little bit, like you know, we we'll give you guaranteed sales. You know, I, I can guarantee you them by doing X X and X. Um, and uh, that's kind of the way we've approached it. You know, more than just hey, we're a professional team. Right. We have ten thousand followers, <laughs> and we'll post your name, and we'll put a little logo about four inches long on our swing arm, and Give us a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, you know, yeah. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And, uh, um, yeah, so we, you know, we've just been trying to trying to find other ways, and I, I think with our marketing plan that we have now, um, I, I think that the sponsors that we do that are going to help, uh, you know, they do seem like it, it. It's something that's mutually benefit. Uh, I know, like dealerships, dealerships are real, real big on that right now because they spend a lot of money on a lot of these commercials and they don't get it back. Mm-hmm. With us, we can we can kind of we can kind of re- regulate that if they're willing to work with with you know product or sponsor okay. you know certain prices price points. So. All right, you've mentioned a couple times you know that you have the experience the the background of as being a writer and kind of knowing what what you need from that standpoint. Um, so give me some examples, some things that you really were uh, adamant about that you guys needed to do as a team to help the the privateer riders uh, be comfortable or succeed. Yeah, that was my 100% main goal, and the reason why, like you said, is I've I've been that rider. I've been the rider that has taken free stuff and not liked it. Yeah, but you're almost you're you're, you're obligated to do it, and it's not that it's hurt you know my career. I was never going to be that great anyways, but <laughs> I, you know I, it that product probably didn't matter, but it, it did at times um, hurt me. So the riders that we were originally talking to. Um, it, they were at that same point, like, you know, we can put Lane, you know, Lane Shaw, uh, I could put him in there and 
he's obviously making names. He's not, you know, breaking records and getting top fives and winning motos, but it might make a difference if he's running, uh, you know, a cheaper brand that he doesn't like the foot pegs or, or this or that. And, and I didn't want to be that team. And <clears throat> you see that a lot to where a team is running something and you're like, how does he really like that? Yeah, or yeah. It, just, it, it doesn't fit. Or, or you know that person is secretly running something else. Yeah, I actually had that. You know, or, I, <clears throat> yeah, I listened in on a conversation that. about that basic same thing at St. Louis the year before last where a, a group of riders were talking about a product that they were sponsored by but did not like, and they were switching it out with other products. And, um, yeah, that was, so I, I definitely – we've heard Mathis talk about some of the oil stuff with some of the – some of the brands that maybe other team the teams are sponsored by, but they don't actually use. So yeah, I definitely can see that being a sticking point. Yeah, that's something that I did not want, and I I, I made that pretty clear, uh, especially with Mark. Like, hey, however we want to do it, if it's going to cost us a little bit more money, because let's say, you know, especially like when you start start getting down to like a motor and a suspension, and you know, if we stick to one brand or one certain thing, you you. Some people don't believe in it, or if they don't believe in it, you're not going to sell it. You know, if you don't believe, if you don't like a Ford and you hate a Ford, and, <laughs> you know, obviously Ford's going to give you money and they're going to pay you to do it. But if you don't truly enjoy a Ford and like a Ford, you're probably not going to be a very good salesman. Sure, sure. That makes um, sense. So to any anybody that I've talked to, which has been a relatively small group, only because certain products that I have liked over the years um, and I've built relationships with, I believe in, and most of the most of the ones that were, I believed in, so it was easy for me to sell that because I can, I can push that, and I know I believe in it. And I know that it's good. And uh, same thing with the riders when we were talking. Hey, at the end of the day, we're not here making money. We're literally just trying to break even, so we can get you riders, get the privateers to the races, and get them some support to make and move on to better things mm-hmm. and bigger and better things. The goal isn't to be Team K and R. You know, that's who, you know, we're going to have some Ken Roxon on there. The goal is to <laughs> right. help these privateers that are, you know, are struggling. And there's a bunch out there that deserve better opportunities that maybe don't market themselves right or don't put themselves in the right hands and they're not able to to get the things that they need. Yeah, so let's talk about Team K&R and the, and the, the package for 2020. You guys uh, put a post out, you know, or a comment, I believe. I can't remember. Um the TPJ, you know, Ted Park said he was going to kind of downsize a little bit, step, just kind of compact what he was doing. Uh, last year, he went real big, and he felt like felt like this year he needed to step back just a little bit. And Team KNR wants to step up and kind of help fill that void a little bit, help some of those privateers out that still need help. Um, talk about that. Like, what is the plan for Team KNR, and like, what is, how is that going to work? So exactly. So when we, uh, like I said, I help out a few privateers, and when we were told that um, TBJ was kind of focusing on their main team, kind of being a smaller organization, maybe a you know six, seven, eight riders max, and kind of be a little bit more of a standalone team instead of just transport. Um, that that threw a loop for a lot of people, uh, us included, uh, before because uh, some riders were going to go on that route and they didn't have that anymore. So when I talked to Teddy, I of course, got his blessing before we announced that we were going to be doing transport. And Teddy at CBJ has been a huge help to this actually going on because uh, Teddy Teddy believes in helping the privateers. So yes, he does. When he gave me the blessing and said, "Hey, look, I, I, I I'm only going to take X amount," and 
I, that would be great, you know, if you if you kind of took that over and that would help the privateers. And he's really helped us really in general a lot, um, you know, all the way down to even if, if we're willing to help some of his sponsors and want to run some of his on our team, he's, he's offered that, which is a huge – you don't get that between teams. Right, yeah. Uh, Ted, is, Ted is not um, about himself or his team. He's about helping the, the sport – uh, the privateers, like he, you know, he was on the show last week, and he absolutely loves this sport. And he's not doing it to get rich; he's doing it because of that love. Exactly, exactly. Like you said, he he retired and started doing this, right? So it, it wasn't something that he did. So he's uh, he's helped us a lot, and that's kind of where we've gone. When he gave us the blessing to say, "Hey, look, that would be great. I think y'all would be able to handle it. You have the same mindset. Uh, we have the same the same background. The same hey, we just want to help." Um, and that's that's it. We're not here to make all this money, and we're we're not making all these phone calls to make money on it. We're trying to get these privateers to the races, and 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 at the end of the day, that's what it's what it's about. And our our program is essentially extremely close to Teddy's. Um, we'll offer transport um, for privateers to all east and west coast rounds, mm-hmm. uh, full Supercross season. Uh, we do have plans to, to go outdoors, but with uh, really our sponsor restrictions we've we've stuck to let's focus on supercross and midway through supercross will then see the interest for outdoors okay um but uh, at on top of the privateers we are also opening it up to ethics futures which uh as you know supercross is pretty much the future of our sport and i think everybody knows that so we believe it's a, a big thing for these futures guys to get to more than one round and get that experience get that exposure be in front of the teams and uh, that's that that's kind of big because now the futures have a, a they get to be kind of factory right they get to have their bike taken and maybe fly into a race and, yeah that's um, that's going to help a lot of families out I think because I think Supercross futures last year was honestly fantastic for its you know first for its freshman year and it's probably only going to grow and having a team like yourself do that will hopefully have other teams start stepping up to do that and just make it that much easier for the the private or the the amateurs to get to all these races and grow it. And that can only mean, you know, improvements and uh, growth of our sport. Yeah, definitely. That was the goal. And, you know, you have right now the, the amateur riders that are on a factory back team and they're doing them. Um, but they're, you know, their they're platforms already made. You know, they're, they signed the sponsor injury Kawasaki and they're going to them, to a few of them, and they kind of already have their, their sidewalks made for their career almost. Yeah. Then you have guys that essentially privateer amateurs that are so close but they don't get that chance to go do the same things or we're able to fill that gap now. Say, hey, look, we have privateers in the in the pro ranks. I know we have them in the amateurs, mm-hmm. you know. So essentially it's the same concept, and now we're, we're opening that up so pri- uh, privateer amateurs or supercross feature riders um, can get can get to the raiders from 50s to net riders, um, C riders, it, it doesn't matter. We're, we're offering that same transport um, system that we do to the privateers. Um, same same kind of uh, options that the privateer pros will have. Um, obviously, some of the money obligations are a little different with an amateur, but yeah, uh, we have some product, some companies that are willing to do some product bonuses and uh, social media shout out. That's cool. Um, kind of get kind of get these amateur riders kind of ready for what the future is in general, right? I mean, social media is huge. Oh yeah, so, absolutely. Um, and that that's our big big point is hey, these, there are some parts where you're these. 85 riders or 65 riders need to start boosting that and um we have a few sponsors few sponsors that that will be obligated but most of them will be option 
So you can come onto our program and just uh, just be transported. That's you cool. You have to pit with us if you want, or you can take some of the some of the benefits and and uh, take some of the support or product support or discounts or what have you. And you can uh, you can benefit that way as well. So you can kind of choose which way you wanted to go with us. Yeah, that's fantastic. I'm I'm really excited that you guys are stepping up like this. Uh, can you list or give us any of the sponsors that are locked in already, or any of the riders that have signed up? Yeah, I, I probably don't want to release all the riders mainly because there's probably still a few that are talking with some other people. Okay, um, which is late in the season, but I know we have a, we have some of the some of the futures guys, um, like the guys that are trying to get their license. We have probably about five or six um, that are going to sign up with us and then can continue on to do East Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't say we're fully ready to tell you tell oh, you riders. But fair enough. We we have. Honestly, we have a lot of futures guys, and I, I don't, I didn't really check with them if they're willing to, you know, say that they're doing that or not. Yeah, that's few fine. Of them are have, few of them have support rides. Um, they just don't have that support to get to the races. You know, okay. That's not included. Um, so the, that'll be good. I, I, I know it's kind of it's kind of a, a gray area almost for us. We're new to this part as well because originally we weren't planning on doing transport when we started this, you know, a year ago. We weren't planning on doing it like this. We we had backing. We had uh, we wanted you know pro riders. We wanted to go to the races and have uh, two two fifties and two four fifty guys, and that was our goal. Okay, that's what we had budget for. And then, like you said, it when TBJ uh, kind of told us that they weren't doing that, that opened up something that we weren't fully expecting. So we're uh, we're relatively new to this. You know, it's been about a month or two. We've been you know going with the transport side. So yeah, well. Um, I think it's going to be fantastic. I mean, we're almost, I mean, Supercross is right around the corner. It's going to be here before we know it. Um, I do want to give a shout out to your, your Instagram handle. Justin is at J K O P M X and team K and R's is at team underscore K R racing. So everybody go follow them. Uh, when you go to the Supercross races, definitely go by and tell these guys, thank you and give these privateers support. Um, anything that fans or anybody can do to reach out, to, to help you guys, or is there a contact where if there's a rider inter- interested, they can get in touch with you? Yeah, so I, I'm pretty open. You can uh, you can have my cell phone number or my email. My email is jtopchak, K-O-P-C-A-K, at teamknrracing.com, which is also listed on our uh, Instagram or Facebook. Um, you can DM us there. I'll give you my cell phone number. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty open. Uh, so shoot us a DM, shoot me an email. Uh, we can lay out packages, package options. Uh, we can do, we can pretty much lay out all. We have about three different options, uh, so we can uh, we can discuss it over a phone call. Or, <laughs> right you know, on. Whichever, whichever you like. So I'm open, I'm open book. Well, Justin, man, I really appreciate you reaching out to us. Uh, you know, I've told Ted this in the past. Uh, teams like yourself, I think, are extremely important in our sport. We need more people to step up and help these guys out. It's insanely expensive for a privateer to drive across the country back and forth and deal with all that kind of stuff and time consuming. So a team like yourself is beyond helpful to these guys. So thank you for reaching out and really, really look forward to seeing you guys at Anaheim. Oh, I appreciate your time. I appreciate the phone call. I appreciate TJ getting us in here and uh, appreciate all the time you've given us and, and the support that you've given any, any motocross, supercross race race uh, it's a big thing to get these kind of pod shows and get a little bit of a exposure on you. Yeah. We appreciate what you do. Absolutely. And if any, once you guys get some riders locked in that you want, uh, 
if you want to get them on the show, just hit me up and we'll get them on. We'll talk about it. December 15th, we'll have some, we'll have some, uh, hopefully some news and some, and some more riders. Okay. More riders I can, I can tell you about. Sounds good, Justin. Thanks so much for your time, bud. I appreciate it. Okay. See ya. All right. That's Justin Kopchak. Yeah, man, you know, the, the privateers, as we always, or I say a lot anyways, like the, the backbone of our sport, there's only so mo- so many superstars, and these guys need help, man. There's just, I know damn good and well if I was at that level and had that ability, there's no way I could afford uh, to drive and take the time, and then you trying to practice. You know, if you got a team that's willing to help out, and a lot of these, you know, these aspects of the sport that maybe we don't always think about, it, it's fantastic. So go follow Team KR Racing uh, and you know support them. Tell them thanks. And thanks for listening tonight. We will be back uh, next week, I'm assuming. But who knows? Maybe not. We'll try to do a show next week. If not, we'll be back in two weeks. Thanks, guys.